MacCast, Thursday, March 27th, 2014. Hey, Mac Geeks, it's time for your MacCast, the show for Mac Geeks by Mac Geeks. I'm Adam, and this is the show where we discuss all things Macintosh. How you doing? Welcome to a special edition of the MacCast. I am at Macworld 2014. Just got back from the show floor, sitting down to record the podcast for you. I've got some great interviews. I ran around the show floor, actually really tired already, just on the first day. Ran around grabbing some great content, um, some great booths and exhibitors uh, for for me to share with you. And I also had some time to go do a live taping of the British Tech Network Mac show. So I think that's going to be posted up uh, at some point over on British Tech website. So BritishTechNetwork.com. If you want to check that out, we're having a great time here. I'm going to get to those interviews in just a minute. But before we get started, I do want to take a quick moment to thank a couple of our show sponsors, starting off with a new sponsor here on the MacCast, somebody I'm really glad to have on board, uh, Rage Software. And they have a new product out called EverWeb. EverWeb is a fully featured drag-and-drop website builder for Mac OS X. And I know I've received emails from many of you who are still using Apple's iWeb, and it still works with OS X Mavericks, but Apple's no longer supporting it, and you're not getting a lot of new features and support for things like mobile templates. You know, you want your sites to look great on mobile. iWeb is not going to do that for you. So EverWeb is designed to look and feel like the next generation of iWeb, and it really delivers. I've been using it, playing around with it, and it offers the same ease of use with even better, more up-to-date functionality. You have that familiar three-panel interface. You start by building your website by setting up a new website project, adding in your pages. They have some great-looking templates with pre-built versions for all kinds of common applications. So business, consultant, photographer, band. If you're a teacher, they have templates for that. Restaurants, travel, sports club, it goes on and on. Some really great templates. Uh, Or you could even design your own. And then once you have your pages set up, you can get in there, you can tweak, you can design, you can edit and add content, all using simple drag and drop tools to lay out your site, get it looking exactly like you like it. And they have this great assets view too that I really like that's a big improvement over sort of managing your assets within the application so your images and all the things that you're dropping in you can get at those and see them all in one place also ones that are in external files so the stuff that's built into the templates and also the external files I thought that was a really great feature and then it goes even beyond that because they have widgets and features that really let you build a modern up-to-date looking website you can design pages to load as I said, and fit on mobile devices. They have mobile pages. You just say, hey, I want this page to load as mobile, and then you set up your mobile layout. They have master pages for content like headers and footers, so no more having to go into every page when you need to update that item in the navigation bar. You can set up a header and put in all your navigation elements, your page header, your footers with maybe your address information, and then if you need to make a change once you've set it up, you just go in and change your master page, and then it's changed and updated everywhere on your site. They have e-commerce integration with PayPal widgets. 
You have modern image sliders, something that I'm a web developer and every site I do now, they want an image slider, a photo gallery. Those are easy to set up and do. HTML5 audio and video support. So if you're going to do a podcast and want HTML5 audio or video, it's in there. And they also have built-in search engine optimization, um, something Rage Software has been doing for a long time. Rage also makes software for SEO, so you should check that out. But with EverWeb, if you're using their one-click publishing edition, you also get 404 page support and 301 redirects, which makes migrating your sites really easy. The list of features goes on and on. And once you're done, you've got the site looking how you want it. You can publish to FTP. And so once you're all done with everything, you've got the site looking how you want it, you can publish to FTP, upload it to your own hosting, or if you're using the EverWeb one-click publishing edition, then you also get two gigabytes of file space. You can publish right to the web. You don't even have to worry about hosting. It's all included with the software. So you can find out more information on EverWeb over at everwebapp.com. And I also should mention, if you're migrating from iWeb, there's some great video tutorials and information on the support website that'll show you exactly how to do it. So really great stuff. You should check it out, everwebapp.com. And a big thanks to Rage Software and EverWeb for their support of the MacCast. And I'd also like to thank lynda.com. lynda.com is a site they offer high-quality video classes that can really help you out if you're trying to learn new skills, if you're just trying to improve your current skills, you're trying to learn a piece of software, you need business skills, creative skills. It doesn't really matter. They have over 2,000 different courses that you can check out, and they're adding new ones all the time. That's one of the things I really like about lynda.com is they're constantly adding new stuff. So if some new thing has come out and you want to get up to date and you want to get up to speed with it, first place I go is lynda.com, see if they have a video tutorial and inevitably they do. It's amazing how quickly they do that. And they have really great instructors. These are leaders in their fields, names that you'll know and recognize, and it's just really high quality stuff. I'm a web developer and I love using lynda.com to keep up to date with my web programming skills. It's changing so rapidly. So if I need to go find out some more information about a new JavaScript framework, something like that, I know I can find that. If I need to learn more about SAS, for example, I can do a search in there. And that's another nice thing is they have everything organized and categorized in a way that makes it really easy to find. Plus, they have a really great search functionality. So you throw in a couple keywords, what you're looking for, and you'll get back all kinds of videos and information and content. And it is a really great resource. I want you to check it out. So we have a deal for you. If you go over, you can get free trial access to the entire library. Just go to lynda.com slash maccast, and that's going to get you in. You can check out all of the tutorials. You can go all over the site and use it. And when you're ready to sign up, they have full access plans starting as low as $25 a month. And something that I think is great too is you can do gift subscriptions. So if you have somebody you think can benefit from the content over at lynda.com, you can get a gift subscription for them and help them extend and expand their skill set. So it's great if you have a student or maybe a spouse and they're looking to enter a new career. So Go over to lynda.com. You can see everything over there, lynda.com slash maccast. Find out all the details about their service. You can get information on the different plans that they offer. And 
it's really worth checking out. That's lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com forward slash MacCast. And a big thank you to them for their support of the show. So let's get into the interviews. Ran around all day on the show floor at Macworld 2014. And uh, here's what folks had to show us and what they had to say. All right, Macworld 2014. My very first uh, meeting is with Jeff Barrow from Drobo, CEO of Drobo. And I'm, I'm super excited to come talk to you guys first because you guys just announced uh, Update or it's almost like a new product. I see it as almost like a new product in the lineup. But uh, tell everybody what, what you guys are up to with this, this new latest Drobo. Yeah, it's good to see you, Adam. And thanks, thanks for asking about the new product. So, yeah, it's the third generation of our original Drobo. So the Drobo we released back in, uh, you know, almost eight years ago now. Uh, we've got to its third generation. And we've made a range of new improvements to this product. But, you know, one of the things I'm most excited about with the product is the fact that you can take the drives from that same Drobo eight years ago, unplug them from that one, plug them into the new product, and just bring it right on back up again. So one of the things we wanted to do, you know, right back in the early days was have a product that people could grow, you know, would grow with them and scale with them over time. And this absolutely meets that commitment, so people can carry that data forward. But the question is, why would you want to, right? Why would you want to move to the third generation? So there's a number of, uh, of benefits from the third generation. First of all, we've moved the high-performance architecture out of the 5D down. So the product is uh, three times faster. It has USB 3 on the back, worst case, and up to five times faster for a lot of use cases. So it's a much, much faster Drobo taking advantage of the new technology we have with that USB 3 connection, which is good for both Mac and Windows customers, of course. Um, secondly, one of the most requested features on Drobo for as long as I can remember, I think, is uh, time machine support, a simple time machine support. M- most everybody has some solution for time machine, but it's kind of complicated and you have to use drives or disk images. So with this Drobo now, literally you can just create uh, you know, a virtual time machine disk just like it would look as if you had an external USB drive. You choose the size and then you can use that for your time machine backups and then obviously use the main Drobo drive for all the rest of your data. And the data from the drives inside the Drobo will just be shared between them. So it's all thin provision, just like a regular Drobo volume is. So we have that. And then finally, we brought a lot of the data protection enhancements, which are in the D, down as well into this entry-level Drobo. And these are things you typically only find in business-class storage. You very rarely find in, uh, in desktop storage systems. Um, so, you know, a lot of very advanced journaling. Full battery backup. So if the power goes out, the processor keeps running and can, you know, you know sort everything out in a very tidy way. Uh, before powering down the system. So just a huge range of enhancements uh, uh, for this third-generation Drobo. We're pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's really amazing. So this is an update to the original 4Bay. And I really want to try, drive home one of the things you said about uh, you know moving, moving everything over. So this is really an upgrade path for those people who are in early and bought that original system. The other thing I'll mention is I have a 5D. So the internals, the speed is a really big deal, right? You guys have really upped the processor and stuff. Yeah, dramatically so. Yeah, all of the internal processor, memory, and everything else. So it's a, it's a you know, prob- probably the fastest product in this class at, at this price point. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Additionally, we've uh, we've managed to bring it out at a completely new price point uh, for Drobo. 
So uh, this product will be $350, which for uh, you know an advanced system with all of these features, this level of performance, and a full multi-bay four-drive solution with all the goodness about Beyond Raid, you know, which is uh, Drobo's sort of reason d'etre, uh, it's a completely new price point. And it, it fits right on top of other people's two-bay products uh, as opposed to sort of a multi-bay array. So we're very excited about that too. Yeah, so it's super exciting. And then, of course, you still have the full you know lineup of products that were recently released and updated the 5d the 5n you want to talk a little bit i'm kind of excited about the 5n i ended up with the 5d but i'm eyeing that 5n because of some of the app stuff so there's like some interesting things with the 5n the network product with apps i'm specifically interested in plex my my audience is going to know that because i've been playing around that project you can talk a little bit about the apps and the 5n just a little bit yeah absolutely the the 5n is a desktop nas product five bays um and it's been doing really well we think that it was the best-selling NAS by volume in America in Q4 last year. So it's, it's just been a phenomenal product for us. Um, one of the things we've done recently is we've built out the app infrastructure on the product uh, so you can download apps and enhance the capabilities of it. If you just want regular NAS and file sharing, obviously that's right in there out of the box. But you can install all sorts of other apps now. Plex for home media, which is fantastic. It's what I use at home for media. But you can install web servers and mail servers and crash plan and just a whole range of different applications onto it and just extend it. So it's a full, true home server. The level of simplicity, again, is really easy. You just open up our Drobo dashboard software. You click the app you want and it installs. You want to manage the app, you click on a link right there and it takes you right to the management page for that app. So right now, you know, it's well over 20 apps available, and we have another 20 in the pipe, which are coming down. So just a huge array of different things that you can deploy on this product. More or less anything you might want, you'll find. Yeah. I, was, I was particularly also excited about the web server because I'm being a web developer. You know, I run that on my own Mac for testing and stuff like that. To have that off on its own autonomous system would be really, really great. I think the last thing I want to ask you about, because you know, you're not just Drobo, you're also Transporter. So there's some uh, stuff happening with the transporter, specifically for developers. That's right, yeah. We're we're releasing version 2.0 of our iOS and Android API for Transporter. So all of the same benefits you would get with a regular cloud system like Box or Dropbox or something like this, but on a completely private cloud solution, um, which you can own, which is the Transporter. So with version 1 of the API, it was certainly possible to construct apps, but we wanted to make it very, very simple for folks to do that and sort of win some of the high-profile apps uh, that, you know, just have, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of users worldwide. So we've released a new version of the API. We announced a series of apps that are going to be developing for it, uh, which you can see in the press release. Um, And we're constantly recruiting more. So we're excited to build out that part of the transport ecosystem. And if anybody has an interest for developing apps, please get in touch. Yeah, so we'll be able to integrate more and more apps, hopefully, in the future with our transporters. I was particularly, I think, Riedel is has been announced with Documents. Yep, one of the one of the apps in the announcement, Scanner Pro. Yeah, I want to bring that one up because I am a huge Riedel fan. I use Documents for for managing all my stuff on my iOS. So to be able to integrate that with my transporter, I'm I'm on Cloud Nine now, so <laughs> that's going to be great. Well, uh, I want to say thank you for uh, you know chatting with us and, and updating us on all the products. Thanks, Adam. It's great to see you. So one of the things I love about uh, Macworld is wandering around and finding stuff that you haven't run across before. And uh, this just happened. I was walking by a booth, and there's these beautiful wood uh, iPad, laptop, iPhone stands from iSkelter. And I'm here with Dave. David? 
I'm here with David. And uh, so, David, can you tell me a little bit about uh, the kinds of products that you have here? Maybe describe them to people because we're we are audio. So, well, we make um, eco-friendly products out of bamboo, uh, extremely premium compressed bamboo, where we can uh, get it to polish it basically to the feeling of like a, a mirror or glass. Um, all of our products are accessories for for Apple products, but also for you know the other side of the world also. Uh, mainly focus on Apple. Um, we have accessories from a chisel dock, which is for f- iPhone 5, iPhone 4 docks, um, all the way up to a laptop desk, and now our Slate Pro, which is actually a full-blown desk that can has everything built in for all your iOS products. Um, that is currently w- what we're working on. Um, we have a couple new products coming out that will be more for home and living, but also involving Apple products. Yeah, so I'm sitting next to this desk here, this Slate Pro desk, and you know it's got a beautiful uh, bamboo design with these great metal legs. And you were telling me a little bit about how you guys got started. Can you tell me, tell the people a little bit how you got started and how you make the products and the, uh, the materials and stuff like that? Well, all of the products are actually made in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, so in the USA. Um, they're hand-built. Um, so everything is basically has its own fingerprint when it boils down, which is this the beauty of, uh, of these type of products. Um, we, we, myself and the other designer, Nathan, uh, both owners of Ice Skelter, um, started in the branding and design industry, got into product design, and uh, fell in love with Apple products years, years ago, and wanted to decide to, to come up with products that held them and um, that no one else has done before. So that's, that's why we're here. Yeah, what I love about this kind of stuff is I love the the mixing of Apple's, you know, sleek industrial metal, glass, aluminum, and then you're able to take something like your, you know, desktop stands or the laptop stands and combine that with real natural materials. Sure. I would say Apple these days has been going a lot into the acrylic and the bamboo. I mean, if you go into an Apple store, it looks like a skelter. Um, and that's that's kind of we're not trying to copy by any means. We're just trying to innovate and take what they've done and move it a little bit different or further. Yeah. I also like all the options that you guys started out with. So was there a particular product here that you guys started out with? How, how did the progression kind of go? Uh, chisel docks. We started with docks, of course, and then wanted to evolve from there. Um, this Slate Mobile Air Desk has been probably our biggest seller. Um, we sold 3000 plus in the past couple months, had a great 110 plus uh, crowdfunding, K, 110,000K crowdfunding, and then, of course, went into the Slate Pro, which pretty much the Slate Mobile launched the Slate Pro. Um, all of our products are somewhat custom. You can go on our website and actually customize them one left-handed, right-handed. You want vents, you don't want vents. So we have multiple models, and all of those are stored in our warehouse, our factory. Well, very cool. I'll throw some uh, photos up on my website along with the podcast. If people do want to check it out, like see the products, see the options and things like that, uh, where should they go? And uh, I'm assuming pricing and all that stuff's available there. IceGelter.com, Amazon, and of course, Right now, we're getting into retail stores, so we can release that when it actually happens, but it's very soon. So check out the website. This is really beautiful stuff. David, thank you very much. Thanks, Adam. All right. I'm really excited to do this next interview because I've actually been using uh, an app and some products from this company. Tim from Two Canoes is here, and we're going to be talking about GeoHopper and iBeacons. I know my audience has probably heard me talk about GeoHopper already, but for anybody who hasn't heard about it, can you explain sort of what GeoHopper is, the software, and what it does? And then we'll talk about how that led into some of the stuff you guys are doing with iBeacons and and, uh, low-energy Bluetooth stuff. Great. Yes, definitely. Um, thanks for having me on the, the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, so we started out with GeoHopper. We were really inter- interested in proximity and being able to look at how to use geofencing and be able to trigger things 
kind of bridged the virtual world to the physical world. And so we would uh, be able to put, it's an iOS app that allows you to put a geofence around an area and be able to trigger events like turning a light on or off, or like we were, we were just mentioning before this interview, the um, uh, turning, uh, taking a photograph out of our office windows and that kind of stuff. So we were really focused on that, but one of the requests that people kept saying is, that's great, but when I want to know when I go from one room to the next room. And we're like, well, you know, with geofencing, it's really about, if you say a half a block, people are pretty, that's good for your expectations. That's where it kind of triggers. Um, and it doesn't work very well indoors. So we were saying, well, Geohopper, you really want to spend, focus more on that larger distances. Like I use it when I leave my house to notify people at my work and vice versa when I go home to notify my wife. But then when iBeacon was announced in, uh, at WWDC last year, it was very exciting because we realized that we can now pull in this close proximity. And so beacons are these little low-energy Bluetooth devices that allow you to um, range how close you are to them. And it works anywhere from, like, 150 feet down to just, you know, a couple of inches. And so that really helps us be able to do this closer proximity. And, and so we built it in a GeoHopper where if you, when you arrive in the office, it's not just getting in the parking lot but walking through the door. And it's pretty close. I mean, you can get, I can get within six or eight feet of my desk, and that's when it triggers. And so we did a, real, a lot of cool things. I got a light on my desk. Like a, it was like a flashing police light that would flash when I walked in. And I uh, had it play um, Eye of the Tiger when it walked in, too, as well. So it was a, it's a way to kind of, it was really for us, it was a big moment where we realized you could affect this big change in the physical world just by having your phone in your pocket and walking around. And Beacons allowed us to bring that in really close. Yeah, so what um, I was really excited with what you guys were doing. So, like you said, GeoHopper was this thing where you could set up these geofences, and now you've extended that into the iBeacon technology, made that accessible to consumers. Because I, I was telling you earlier, I, you know, when Apple announced that, it seemed like they were really looking at. You were hearing a lot about retail applications, like it's going to be in you know, the department store, and it's going to be at the, Apple has them at, at their stores. And I remember going in to look at a picture, and I thought they were these big, giant things. But you guys now do a hardware kit, so I can go and I can get some beacons and install them in my house. And they're really tiny little Bluetooth things. Can you, so can you talk about the, that, that product, the, the beacons? Sure. So um, in order to get beacons to work with you, Hopper, we had to have beacons to try it, right? It's hard to code when you don't have something to implement it with. So we started looking at some of the soft beacons. Apple has some, some um, uh, implementations, but I really was interested in kind of the hardware side because I saw it'd be really interesting to put these in cars and other different places to, to kind of really not just have you be the one moving in relation to something else, but have it moving, like having it on a bus or something like that or in your car. And so um, we started looking at the different hardware options. And so we settled on a USB form factor um, and it allows, it's, uh, it's not battery powered, it's USB powered. It doesn't need to be plugged into a computer. It can be plugged into any USB adapter. It can be plugged into your computer for power. Or it can be plugged into, and we've seen this a lot in uh, retail, into like a point of sale register, anything that has a USB port. The, an access point for Wi-Fi is a great place. They almost always have auxiliary USB ports. You plug it in, it's now beacon enabled. And so um, we pr- provide this product, and what we found is that it, people really liked it because it, it's not a decorative thing, right? You don't put it up on the wall as being like this part of your you know, infrastructure or not part of your um, design, but it's something that's behind the curtain. It's just broadcasting this beacon and it really provides the experience on the phone. It's really the interaction is invisible um, for the hardware, but the, the phone is what really kind of makes it come alive. And the other thing is that since these are plugged in, you don't have to replace the batteries. You just plug them in and they go pretty much forever. 
And you guys are also doing, and so those are called, the name of that product is? Blue Station. Yeah, so those are Blue Station beacons. And you just plug them in anywhere. I've got three. I ordered the kit, so you guys sell a kit with three beacons in it. So I've got one in my office, one in the living room, and one in the bedroom. And I can trigger different actions. And I've heard of people doing applications. For example, you go into your living room, and you can write a script if you're you know, using a Mac Mini as your home theater. And you can get it to set up all your theater settings and dim the lights. And so we can start to integrate with some of the other things out there, like the Bell and Wemos and my Nest thermostat and all those sorts of things. Yeah, we did that. I mean, we used uh, Wemo has a way to tie into IFT, and we used uh, a, um, a hook to be able to tie into IFT to turn on the light, and that's what I was using to kind of toggle, try, uh, toggle things on and off. So, yeah, that works really well. We also have Mac GeoHopper, which doesn't, it's not. It's not beacon enabled by itself, but it, it gets notifications from from iOS GeoHopper, and they can run Apple scripts and shell scripts. And so it took that whole like instead of just doing webhooks, you now can do all this anything you do on the Mac and the internet, anything else that can tie in. And we have a lot of people like with home automation, they're writing scripts that just call either a webhook or just do something on an Apple script that runs based on when you're moving in and out. So. Yeah, so you guys are really making this, I think, consumer accessible. And it, it sounds complicated, but with your software, with GeoHopper, coupled with the beacons and things like that, you really make it easy because I can trigger things, I can launch applications even. So, you know, just built in, I just say, hey, I want GeoHopper on the Mac to launch this app when I trigger my beacon. Yeah, very much so. We had a lot of fun playing around with it, too, in the office. You launch, I mean, the Apple script to launch iTunes and play a song is one line, and to shut it down when you leave is another one. And it's, and it's fun. You, like, you have your own soundtrack when you enter the office. But then you find out one of the, one of the really kind of interesting things that we did is that you hook this stuff up, and it has unintended kind of, you find things out you didn't know. One of them is we use this product called HipChat that's just a group chat client in the office. And we tied in GeoHopper's RSS feed for enter and exit events with that group chat room. So whenever somebody exits or enters, you can see that. And people in my office laugh at me because they're like, I, Tim, I can see when you leave, right? But we have a couple of remote employees. So when they leave, they can, uh, you'll see like Steve exited uh, um, his office kind of thing. And so you realize like why he's not there. He's like, oh, he's off to lunch. And you start to get to this rhythm of the day. You realize like when my wife goes out to walk the dog, I kind of say, oh, that she left and she came back. It's up to her whether or not she wants to notify me of that because she's in control if she's going to notify. But for those kind of day-to-day events, for people in your kind of inner circle, it's a, it's a, it makes you feel kind of, it's like you have a window to a world, but it's a, a larger world, right? So it's, you can see when people enter and leave. So just tying it into that group chat, it kind of, even though we had this virtual office, it was like you could see people's comings and goings. So it was a help with the collaboration. Really, really cool stuff. So we talked about a couple different products. Uh, GeoHopper, the app for iOS, how do people get that? Uh, it's all through the App Store. So GeoHopper is on the iOS App Store. Mac GeoHopper is on the um, OS Ten App Store. And all the, the hardware is available on our website. And you can download the setup app um, from the uh, iOS App Store as well as uh, we have an SDK that if you want to integrate support into your own products, we, uh, we support that as well. You're working with developers, too. And I should mention, too, that I found out, I was surprised, iBeacons are actually surprisingly affordable, too, right? Yeah, so you, we, we, one of them is $40, and then it goes down to around $20 or $22 if you buy, uh, I think the five-pack is $149 or something like that, yeah. So you can get started really easily. So the website, again, is? Uh, the one for the beacons is blue.io, but it's blue spelled B-L-E-U dot I-O. And our, our main site is twocanoes.com where our, we can find this stuff as well, the, the beacons, as well as um, our wind clone and boot runner dual boot software, which we also provide as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. All right. Thanks very much for having me. This has been great.
So I'm over here now at the Square Jellyfish booth, and uh, they have some really unique and innovative uh, products for doing photography. Um, and I'll, I guess best way to just let Chris tell you a little bit about it. So I'm here with Chris. Chris, tell us a little bit about Square Jellyfish and some of the products that you guys make. Yeah, thank you. So we actually manufacture a line of lightweight, portable, uh, tabletop-sized tripods and basically mounts that will allow you to take any smartphone on the market with or without a case, tablets up to 7 inches in size, and effectively mount those to an existing tripod that you have or the tabletop-sized tripods that we manufacture. It gives you a great way to go ahead and take that outdoor photography when you use our Bluetooth remote. Allows you to snap photos wirelessly up to 30 feet away with your devices. You can you know, use it for travel, use it for outdoors, hiking, wildlife photography, snapping those selfies when you're out at the amusement park, you know, however you want to handle that. But basically, camera accessories, smartphone accessories, and a tabletop, lightweight, portable line for those purposes. Yeah, so what you have is you have a, a lineup of kind of products. I guess it starts with different components. It looks like you can mix and match things. So if you want to mount something to a tripod, you can do it directly. You have like a spring-loaded, you were showing me a spring-loaded mount that grabs the phone. And I think that's, that's key because there's a lot of kinds of products like the set on the market, but you got a case on your phone, you're trying to fit it in there, so can you talk a little bit about how that system works? And you have it for both the iPhone and the iPad, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the spring mount that we use to mount the cell phones to a tripod, that'll actually work with any cell phone on the market, even the Galaxy Note, and that's with or without a case. Uh, we also sell a larger version of the same spring mount system that's used for uh, tablets up to 7 inches in size, and we're working on developing a full-size iPad version. Um, all the pieces do function and work independently. The uh, micro ball head will function independently of the tabletop tripods, which will also function independently of the spring mounts. Like I said, if you want to mix and match equipment which you already have, full-size equipment, that is fine. You can go ahead and feel free to do that. Yeah, that's what's, something that really drew me to your products was the amount of flexibility it seems you have. So if I want a quick tabletop mount and I can attach to that, if I want to throw it on my big tripod, I can do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can feel yeah. free to do both. Yep. And uh, the other thing I really liked is everything's really portable which I think is key for a lot of photographers, especially if you're doing mobile photography with your smartphone. Right, yeah, we wanted to have something very lightweight, fit in your pocket, you know, not be cumbersome. A lot of people taking photography, they have these big DSLR cameras, and they got full-size equipment. It's kind of hard. It's not mobile. You know, in those, in those pinch situations, you don't want to carry a lot of weight. You can easily shove all these components in your pocket or in your purse and, and take them with you and forget they're even there. I think a lot of times this is, it's about solving you know problems, and as a matter of fact, it might not be the most exciting thing in the booth, but it was exciting to me. It was just your sun, sunshade product. Oh yeah, the, the sunshade is a great little product. Um, you know, very, uh, effective. You clip it onto a smartphone, clip it onto a tablet. It just slides in between your case and the and the, and the unit, and allows you to go ahead and, and view your screen, you know, under the sun, and not be you know, squinting your eyes and trying to tilt it every which way. And yeah. I want to go and just fold down, you know, like I carry it around, and when I'm out with my family or something like that you're trying to see that cell phone photo and you can't you can't see that photo you just took yeah exactly this way you know you set it up on your on your uh, your spring mount there with your tripod snap your photo and yes you can see it when you're done <laughs> so we kind of skipped we went past it pretty quickly but another exciting thing that you have is is this bluetooth uh, remote trigger yeah the bluetooth is fantastic man that's one of our newest products and we really wanted a way where you could go ahead and take those photos and start and stop the video without disturbing the image so you know anytime you move that tripod you're going to have you know a little bit of a shake to the image you know this allows you to avoid that. It also allows you to get up close and personal with things that might run away. It allows you to take pictures of yourself with your family. Nobody's got to stand there and hold the camera. You can all get in the picture. You can you know, tilt the view of the picture to the camera on the phone, and you can all see yourselves in the photo, snap it, get what you want, and have everybody be included. Yeah. And so since you have a bunch of stuff, normally I'd ask you about price points and availability and stuff like that. I'm assuming maybe there's a website or a place people can go to find out more about the products, find out about different prices and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, you, all the products are available for viewing and purchase on Square Jelly 
Jellyfish.com. We also post you know regular updates as the products that are coming online under development changes that we're making. So again, uh, yeah, SquareJellyfish.com. And you got a bunch of stuff going on the show too, right? Yeah, we have a bunch of stuff going on at the trade show. We're offering trade show discounts on all of our products. Um, the Bluetooth remotes we will be having. We will have available. Anybody that comes by the booth during the show will receive a discount on the Jelly remotes. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. Thanks for coming by. All right. So I've uh, roamed over to the LiveScribe booth, and I'm talking with Brian, and they have a new version. Well, I guess it's not. You brought it out October, right? That's right. October 28th, exactly. So uh, we've talked to LiveScribe in the past. I think back, it was a few years back, (laughs) when when the original uh, LiveScribe pen came out. So I wanted to come check back in because I noticed you got a new pen. It's got a great new design. That was the first thing I noticed right away, right? That's right, yeah. We, we spent a lot of time on the design of the pen itself. We worked with our industrial design firm, Whipsaw, but we also worked with a pen designer that works with other pen firms. We really wanted to make this look like and feel like a, a premium writing instrument. Yeah, and I probably should back up a little bit. The place we should probably start is there might not be people who are familiar with LiveScribe and the technology and what it is. So can you just describe what a LiveScribe device does? Absolutely. So LiveScribe smart pens are pen and paper pens, but the specialness comes in the fact that the pens can recognize and capture all your handwriting. So all your pen and paper notes now become digitally accessible. Right. So you can get a paper notebook, start writing, and another key feature of this new pen is it has an iOS app. So full iOS integration with Bluetooth, right? That's correct. It uses Bluetooth Smart or Bluetooth Low Energy, and the benefit of that is low bandwidth, low power consumption. So 14 hours of battery life, I charge mine maybe once a week. So it's great. Yeah, so what I can do is I can get my notebook, I can get my pen, I can start writing, and instantly that stuff transfers over to the app on my iPad, right? And that's kind of just the start of it. So do you want to talk about some of the more advanced features and things that you can do now that you have integration with the iOS app? Absolutely, yeah. So that's right. What you write on paper gets instantly transferred over to your iPad or iPhone. And from there, we've designed an app that really makes what you put on paper more useful more quickly. So not only do you get a representation, a digital representation in your notebook, you can actually search through those notebooks now through handwriting recognition technology that tracks not only the shape of of the letters that you're writing, but how you form them. So the benefit there is that it's going to increase accuracy. Now, in addition to the search, you can actually then convert your handwritten notes into digital text and transfer them into different apps. So if you write down a URL, it recognizes it, sends it to Safari, opens up a web page. Emails, send email, you can send an email just by tapping on it. Uh, phone numbers, physical addresses, all that type of data is now recognizable. If you're writing a to-do list, you can flag that for follow-up. It gets separately collected into a different receptacle, or you can actually send it to the Reminders app in, uh, on your iPad as well. Right, and you were just showing me you also kind of have a new view. So I think a lot of people might be familiar with your traditional notebook view on the app. So I can flip through my notes. I can see what I wrote. But you also have something called a feed, and that's where some of that data stuff comes into play, right? That's right. So in the feed, really, what's going on there is it's tracking the timing of when you write it. So then it cuts your information, cuts your notes into snippets of information that you want to do something with. And that's where, as Adam was saying, the magic happens with the transference of notes into digital text and tying into other data detectors that iOS supports. And then once you've got it in your iPad, you also have integration. So if I want to go out to some other services, I can send my notes off and share those out and do that sort of thing too, right? 
Exactly. So we support exports as PDFs or PNGs and tie into OneNote apps, really support those. We've got an integration into OneNote. We've got a partnership with Evernote. Um, so if you use any of those apps or even Box, Dropbox, those, those types of services where you want to store PDFs, you can do that from our app directly as well. Yeah, very cool. So if people want to get more information about the product and see what it is if they don't happen to be at the show, uh, where can they do that? Best place is our website, livescribe.com. There is one other thing I wanted to point out, and that's the Pencast feature that many other Livescribe um, fans would probably recognize, and that's helping you to record audio that's synchronized to your handwriting. So at the end of a meeting, you go back and play back that meeting and see your handwriting animate alongside the audio that's getting played back. So you can tap on a word and hear what was being said when you wrote that exact word down. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite features of even the original one. This has been around for, you know, since the original one. It's gotten even better now. But the ability to be able to record as you write, because I'll be writing something and you miss something, right? And you want to go back and add that in or get it back, and you can do that with this. That's right, yeah. So we, use the live, we leverage the microphones on the iPhone or the iPad to record that audio. So you get a higher quality recording now. Um, and it's all tied into your handwriting and all synchronized. Right, and then I can still share that. You used to have a web service that you can share that stuff at those casts out with too as well, right? Yeah, we have. Uh, it actually exports as a PDF, and then the audio is attached to that PDF. So it's a standard PDF. You open it up on, on another instance of our app or on your desktop. You can drop it into a browser page uh, at our, pl- our online player, uh, and it plays back as you would on, on our app as well. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. And I guess last but not least, uh, price point and availability. How do people get a hold of it? So we've got two editions. We've got the standard edition at $149.95 that comes with a pen, charging cable, um, and a notebook. And we have a pro edition at $199.95 that comes with a portfolio, a leather portfolio, a hardbound journal. The pen's a little bit of a different color. Um, but then the bonus is you get a year of Evernote Premium for free with that. And they're both available on Livestribe.com. Uh, also, Amazon.com, Apple, uh, T-Mobile, and Paradise Pen right now. Should be pretty easy for people to find. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Glad to be on. So every time I'm at Macworld, i got to check in with Barrick Sender. I'm here with Roland. We talk to you, I think, every year, and every year you have cool new, new stuff. You have a new product out. Uh, but let's start talking about the uh, Barrick Sender Turbo, which is supporting the new 802.11ac standard. So can you tell a little bit? People, what, what is a barrack extender for those people who haven't heard of it before and some specifics about the uh, Turbo? Sure. Barrack extender products increase your Wi-Fi range and speed. Uh, we're named after the UC Berkeley Air, uh, Wi-Fi network called Air Bears. So we've, originally the product in 2009 was to help people extend their connections to the Air Bears network. That's why we're called barrack extender. The barrack extender Turbo product allows you to connect to the new 802.11ac uh, Wi-Fi standard. So that was introduced last year, and you know all the new Macs come with 802.11ac. But if you have a current Mac with USB 3 or USB 2 that doesn't have 802.11ac, this is a USB adapter that lets you upgrade easily to the latest Wi-Fi standard. Right, and I noticed it has its dual band, right? It's got the two antennas, and so I can, if I bought that shiny new Tower uh, Airport Extreme base station and I have an older Mac, this is a way that I can get that full capability, right? That's right. That's the way for you to get that older Mac online with 802.11ac bandwagon. Right. And so that's the, kind, that's the kind of stuff you've been doing for a while. Now you have a new product that you're coming out with that solves another problem. It's actually come up on my show several times, and that's range extending. So do you want to talk about range extending and the Barrick Center Edge a little bit? Sure. So introducing today Barrick Center Edge, 
It's the first bear extender that works also with iPads, iPhones, iOS devices, in addition to your Mac. So whereas our other products required a USB cable, and that meant it could only work with, you know, with an Apple Mac computer, now Bear Extender Edge will work for all these iOS devices. Um, it is a range extender, and it's called Bear Extender Edge because you place it on the edge of your network. That's where you have the weakest signal. Maybe you've got a dead spot or a weak spot in your bedroom. So you plug Bear Extender Edge into the electrical outlet, just plugs into any standard outlet, and then Bear Extender Edge has a high power amplifier that can connect all the way back to your router, up to 500 to 800 feet. And then a key on this we were talking about is you guys have some really nice software, a really easy way to configure this. Because you often have to jump in and you go through these wizards, and depending on your router, if you've dealt with other range-extending products, they can be hard to configure and set up. And you've done something to solve that with this product too, right? Yeah, because we focus on Apple products, Apple users, we wanted to make the experience as simple as possible. So when you first set up Barracksner Edge and you join Barracksner Edge network, you'll automatically be re redirected in Safari to the Barrack Center setup screen. And it's only one page. And that page is just asking you which network you want to join. It shows you a list. And then what's the password? After that, you click the Join button, and you're, on, you're online. Right. And uh, this also has an antenna on it, which is another big difference from other range-extending products I've seen. So it's going to be able to boost or have a longer range, I would assume, right? Right. So Barrack Center Edge has an external antenna, but it also has a built-in half-watt Wi-Fi amplifier inside. So um, people are familiar with our older Barrack Center products. We've brought that Barrack Center long-range technology into a form factor that you can just conveniently plug into your wall and also work with iOS, iPad, iPhone devices. Yeah, I know that's been a problem with some other range-extending products that I've you know, worked with where it's just not getting you as far as you want or it's dropping in and out, and this can help with that sort of thing. So um, you have the, the Turbo is available now, so let's, how much does it cost and where can people get that? And then the Edge is coming out summer 2014, right? That's correct. So Barracksoner Turbo, the 802 AC adapter, that's available on Amazon right now. It's sixty nine ninety seven. It's also very available on our website, Barrick Center, Newegg, other websites like that. And Barrick Center Edge will, will be announcing, uh, we're announcing today. But if you go to barrickcenter.com slash edge, you can sign up for a one-time email alert uh, as soon as Barrick Center Edge comes out later in the summer. Right, and I would assume on the website you can see the product, get more information, and more details, right? That's correct. All right, great. Thanks, Roland. Always fun checking in with Barrick Center. Likewise. And so there you have it. That was day one of Macworld 2014. I'm going to be running around the show floor for the next couple of days, bringing you more great interviews and content, but that's going to do it for today. Before I leave you, I do want to take a quick moment and thank all of my show sponsors, Smile, makers of Text Expander, PDF Pen, Disc Label, also PDF Pen for iPhone and iPad, as well as Text Expander Touch for your iOS devices, and be sure to check out PDF Pin Scan Plus, their latest addition to the PDF Pin family, one of my favorite apps on iOS. You can get more information and details on all of their stuff over at smilesoftware.com. And Gazelle. Gazelle is the fast and simple way to sell your used gadgets. You can find out what your used iPhone, iPad, and other Apple products are worth over at gazelle.com. If you have any feedback for me, you have a question, a comment, if you happen to know about a particular vendor that's here at Macworld and you want me to head over and maybe talk to them, get an interview, uh, you can send that feedback, those emails, to maccast at gmail.com. You can also call in on the listener hotline. That's at 281-622-4269, 281-MAC-IAM9 if you'd like to leave voicemail or leave voicemail on Skype. My Skype address is the Mac 
Geekcast, and be sure to check out the website. Uh, I also need to mention, while I'm here at Macworld, I have set up a new website, and I'm posting pictures and images, things that I find around the show floor that I find interesting. I'm also trying to cover things in the off hours, so when we're running around at the after parties and all those sorts of things, I'm going to be throwing up little thing tidbits here and there. I'm trying to post some videos, and I'm doing all that on a new website I set up just for Macworld. I'll probably continue it afterwards because it seems to be going pretty well. Let me know what you think about it, but if you go to http colon slash slash maccast dot today and i specifically said the http colon slash slash because apparently safari sometimes has some trouble with that new top level domain so if it's not going there make sure you type in the http colon slash slash and it should get you there so maccast dot today if you want to follow along what's go- with what's going on here at uh, Macworld. But be sure to also follow me on Twitter. I'm posting there as well, twitter.com slash maccast. You can check out the Maccast Facebook page over at facebook.com slash the maccast, rather. Or you can uh, find us on Google Plus. Just search for Google Plus or uh, for Maccast on Google Plus, and you'll find us there. <laughs> can you tell I'm getting a little bit tired here at the end of the day? Uh, that's going to do it for now. But until next time, I will talk to you all again real soon. Mm-hmm.